Good morning. I'm Anna Marie, and it's time again for Focus. Today, we have one of my favorite people on this planet and one of my favorite guests in studio, Betty Wayland Mason. Thank you for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. So we're here to talk about the Women Touched by Addiction Walk that's coming up Saturday, July 23rd at the Nashville Public Square. It's near the state capitol, and Mm -hmm. it's to benefit Mending Hearts. So let's tell people a little bit about, first of all, what is Mending Hearts, and then we'll talk about why you are taking part in this walk and why this is so important to you, that we do as well. Okay, I'll tell you why. Mending Hearts is the largest rehabilitation center in the state of Tennessee for women. And uh, one of the very, there's many, many wonderful attributes about Mending Hearts. I could take forever talking about them. But the fact of the matter is that they don't turn any woman away regardless of their financial situation or their uh, health care whether they have they're provided with the health care program or not they do take them in with or without health care which means uh, some people don't have insurance insurance. and they can't get in to places that they need they're not turned away that's good so mending hearts is you said the largest Rehabilitation Center for Women in the state of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, they The capacity is for about 110 women wow. can be there at a time, and it takes them all the way through the full range of recovery from detox through uh, extended living. Actually, they, if needed, a woman is uh, allowed to stay there for two years. And, you know, if you know anything at all about addiction, you don't, you're not healed in 30 days. Yeah. Insurance companies like to make you think so. That's all they're willing to do about sure. it. But, but the bottom line is, you're you know you're you you've gone through brain damage. Your brain's been rewired, and you need time for your brain to become healthy again and and to be thinking in a different direction. And you said the brain damage and the brain's rewired. It's because that's the effect that addiction has right. on the brain. Right. Right. To, if, if you've used uh, and you've become addicted to drugs. Um, it will eventually, in a very short amount of time, rewire your brain to make your brain not your friend any longer. It's your worst enemy because that's what's constantly telling you to use. Oh, right. And that's what you have to battle the rest of your life. And they give women all the tools to be able to, to, to fight this disease, to regain their lives. Yeah. That's part of their mission is, is to help women regain their lives and become part of a really productive part of society again. Yeah, and regain their self-worth. Exactly, yeah. Mendinghearts.org is the website for that, so you can get more information about it. And now, Betty, if you will let people know how you got involved with Mending Hearts and why it's so important to you. And Anna Marie should know because she was right by my side in a very difficult time in my life, the worst time of my life. I can't imagine anything ever being that bad again. Six years ago, we lost our daughter, Katie, um, on May 14th of 2016 to a drug overdose. Mm-hmm. And um, we were trying to decide, you know, about what to put in, in, in the paper as far as the obituary. But just to back you up even further, I was lucky enough to be with Katie the day she died. I received a phone call. It's that phone call that everybody dreads, and I don't know why it's at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, but honestly, it seems like that is the, the state of the art. It's yeah. always that. And we got that phone call, and, you know, we knew, you know, we, we had sort of mourned the loss of Katie before actually losing her from 
from earth to heaven, but still a shock. We knew that if she did not find a way um, to beat this, yeah. you know, to, to gain some coping skills to fight it, and we knew she'd have to fight it the rest of her life, and it was her fight, not ours. But all we could do is love and support her and not steal her self-esteem, not shame her, uh, and try to, you know, be less like so many other people that have stigmatized it. Yeah. But I promised her that day in the hospital. I held her hand, and uh, she wanted to talk. She was she was definitely uh, able to um, comprehend what I was saying when, when I first got there. And, you know, I, I kept saying, you know, you just need to, to be still and let the doctors do their magic. Let them do what they need to do to help you uh, overcome this. You know, you've had overdoses before, and you were able to—, to to live through them, and that's what we're going to do today. I said, you know, but the thing is, you need to quit being so anxious. You always want to help your friends, and well, of course you do. Yeah. You know exactly what they're going through. Yeah. You're going through the same thing they are. You can help them, but you can't help yourself, and that's the sad thing. You'll hear that from a lot of parents that have lost, lost their children. Yeah. And um, I told her, don't worry about it. You know, I'll, I'll pick up your baton. And um, I'll go forward with this, yeah. and I'll tell people about this disease, and I'll talk to anybody that needs me to talk to them about it, and I'll tell them about our journey and where we've gone and where we've ended up. Just didn't expect it to be Katie passing away, but that's that's what it, it did end up to be. But, you know, um, with pain like that, you've got two different directions. You can either become passive and just... Um, Withdraw. Withdraw and just, you know, get in a fetal position in a corner and never talk about it. I bet you had that feeling sometimes. You, you know, you, it, yes, cause, but that's a scary feeling. But then Katie, you know, Katie saved my life. You know, she, she lost her life, but she saved mine because she let me take the pain and make a purpose out of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you made that promise to her. And I made a promise. The promise, there were a lot of peace involved to Katie that day, you know. Take pain, turn it into purpose, and the purpose came from Katie's promise that I made to her that she asked. And uh, part of that led me to Mending Hearts in a, in a roundabout way. You know, the obituary was seen by the editor of the Tennessean, who then took it to Brad Schmidt, who then did a story on uh, our loss of Katie. And then we were at the storytelling night, which you know because you were right there with me, mm-hmm. my friend Anna. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I met Trina, you know, the CEO and founder of Mending Hearts. And we've been friends ever since. We've yeah. been friends for six years now. Trina's an amazing person. Yeah, she is. Huge heart. She has a huge heart, and she's got an amazing story. And uh, she just feel, she will fill the room <laughs> with such laughter, hope, yeah. you know, and, and, and just to know that it, this can be beaten. It can be done. She's an inspiration to everybody. She's an inspiration to every woman on that campus. Yeah. They absolutely adore her. They look up to her, and you couldn't ask for a better role model. Right. And I'm on the board now. I'm on the Many Hearts board. I've been on their board for two years. And I am um, the um, chairperson for the Women Touched by Addiction Walk. So, so what does make, that mean? Don't make me look bad. You better show up for this. That's what I got to say. <laughs> so uh, what is what is the walk going to involve? What are we doing? And are we signing up? Yes. We, well, here, here's the deal, too. That, uh, that national, it is a national day. Women Touched by Addiction is a nationally observed day. 
It was created by Mending Hearts, but it's not owned by Mending Hearts. Mending Hearts wants it to be owned by Nashville. Mending Hearts wants it to be owned by the whole country. It's a national day everywhere where we all come together to talk about how women have been touched by addiction Mm -hmm. and to show support and to try to eliminate the stigma and the shame behind something that's clearly a disease. And we don't we don't shame people for any other disease. Yeah. And they shouldn't be shamed for this one. And you said it started with the obituary. It started with the obituary. And when you said stigma, because people will just say so-and-so just passed away. Right, right. And, and you know, well, Katie died from a disease. And I wanted people to know what disease and that we were clearly losing a whole generation. We were losing our children. I mean, Katie had a bright future ahead of her. Yeah. You know, she was a good student. She was a good athlete. Katie made everybody laugh, and that's what we'll always remember about her. Yeah. But more than that, she was very much a humanitarian at a very young age. And, you know, I have the same hope that she had for others. I'm, I carry that with me. Yeah. So we're going to the walk on July, July. 23rd. Mm-hmm. And apparently there are going to be a lot of extras. Some people out there, vendors and information yes. that we can yes. learn. And a kid's zone and some food. I like the fact yeah. that we have food trucks and things out there. We'll be food trucks. And we're going to learn more about addiction and uh, some of the topics that go well, It's going to be hand. very informational. You know, you're going to have uh, Judge Bell. She'll be there speaking on a sponging of records. You know, uh, people uh, that suffer from this de- disease, it can take them down a really uh, lonely, dark road. And, and some things happen that because they're in desperation. Yeah. And, uh, you know, once they've, they're traveling back in the other direction, their, their journey, uh, their past should be expunged. Because so they can, so it's not holding them down. Yeah, no, right. So it's not keeping them from making the most out of their lives. They've, they've worked hard. They have to work hard the rest of their lives. But because they made a mistake when they were, had no hope and no help, yeah. that shouldn't be held against them the rest of their lives. Yeah. And so she'll be there speaking on that. Um, you're going to have Dr. Kel Perry. She's with Vanderbilt's Research Addiction Research Center, and she'll be speaking about what addiction does to the brain. Oh, like you said, it changes yes, it, it yes. rewires it. And she'll be speaking about that and primarily about how, what it does to a, a woman's brain. Too. Okay. And you'll have uh, people that have lost. Uh, you'll have a father that's lost his son. You'll have several other people that have lost people because... When we say women touched by addiction, it doesn't mean that it's just women that have actually suffered and are in the middle of uh, recovery. It has to do with they have mothers that this is affected. They have brothers. They have sisters. Mm -hmm. They have friends. You know, it's touched by addiction is a family disease. Yeah. That's the way we're approaching it. Good. And is there a, a fee to come walk? There's no registration fee. What we're hoping you will do, though, is that you will help us raise money. Okay. You will set up a team, and you can go to MendingHearts.org mm-hmm. and just giving. And you can set up your team and your fundraising goal. And that, that that's something that we're working towards, and that will help not just Mending Hearts, but uh, the other uh, entities in town. This is, as I said, this is a national day. Yeah. And it was created by Mending Hearts, but this is, this is for everyone. Yeah. And even if you're not able to set up a team and do all of that at this late date, you still can set a goal 
and bring that amount of money with you. Yes, you can. And show up July 23rd. You can do that. Just bring us some bread. Because you're doing you're doing some great, great work right here in our community. And you're going to have a nice night out. And then there's kind of a big finale that we're working toward. Yes, there is. The courthouse lights are going to go on. Uh, there, there's going to be lights on the uh, Siegenthaler Bridge. And the, this is going to be simultaneously at dusk. And so it'll be the colors of uh, Women Touched by Addiction, which is pink and purple. Mm-hmm. And um, there's going to be a uh, alumni from Mending Hearts. She is a singer. She's written a song, and she's going to sing her song, her inspirational song about her journey. Oh, wow. And um, Finn Partners here in Nashville, public relations firm that's done all the rebranding for Mending Hearts. Also uh, titled, the, and you'll see these on billboards. We've got some billboards up that, you know, I'd like to thank Lamar and Out uh, Frontier for donating that it's a journey, not a race. And that's such a, that goes so along with Mending Hearts' mission statement Yeah, that they give women the time to heal two years, which is not, that's not heard of very often, that there are, you know, uh, rehabilitation campuses that, that will give people two years. Yeah. So it, but they understand it is a journey. It's a lifelong journey yeah. and they need all the time they can get to heal and be prepared for that because it's not a race. And if you come out to walk with us, and even just to be with us at Nashville Public Square, because I'm going to be there uh, July 23rd, you don't have to race, you don't have to run, you can just hang out, or you can do a little, it's a little short walk. walk. Yeah. It's basically... uh, It's just show of solidarity and and strength and and support. Yeah. And we want you to come out. We're going to have more information on our Focus Facebook page. We'll put some links up. Betty, thank you for joining us. Is there anything else that you would like to add before we wrap up your portion. I'm just thankful to you for allowing me to be on your program again. The last time I was here six years ago, uh, it's pretty foggy. I mean, you know, the, the, the journey of grief goes on the rest of my life, just like the journey of recovery goes on for the rest of these women's life. It's, I understand their existence now trying to, uh, uh, learn coping skills yeah. and I'm triggered with my grief and it, and and it's it can go backwards and forwards and upside down I understand somewhat a little bit just a, a smidgen of what it must be for it like for them and uh, to keep trying to move trying forward. to move forward and 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 to heal and they don't need the extra stigma that you know and shame that people sometimes tend to lay on them because they've got enough of that of their own that they carry with them that tears their self-esteem down and they don't need that distraction when they're trying to recover from this disease Mm -hmm. and I, i appreciate kindness that's all just be kind thank you betty betty wayland mason the chairperson for the women touched by addiction inaugural walk and for the second part of our program today, we're going to be joined by Trina Frierson, founder, president, and CEO of Mending Hearts. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. So we have an event coming up that's yes. to benefit Mending Hearts. Yes. How excited are you about that? Man, Trina? I am. I'm busting at the seams. <laughs> uh, this is our second annual event of our National Day of Women Touched by Addiction. And, and you know, women touched by addiction, you think, why are you specifically thinking about the woman? Mm-hmm. You know, uh we know that women not only are a huge makeup of the world, but when you think about a woman, 
how many people she affect. Like, for instance, uh, if she gets sick, it affects her husband. It affects the kids. Mm -hmm. So it kind of has the household in a disarray. Yeah. And so when we think about women touched by addiction, usually if a woman is in addiction, one of the things she she's not capable of working. You know, when a man comes home from work, who does he report to? His wife. When the kids come home from school, who do they report to? Yeah. Mom. Yeah. So this woman is always wearing someone's always standing on her shoulders. Oh. So you think about if she's in addiction and she's fighting addiction, now she's got a whole nother weight. And so how do we how do we break the stigma? of a woman with addiction and getting the help and resources she needs. How do and we? So one of the things we do, we make help available, right? We also talk about the stigma against addiction. You know, oftentimes a woman can't go into the workplace and say, my name is Trina and I'm in long-term recovery. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Well, it means I don't drink a drug. So when we're having all these parties and Christmas parties and you see me drinking glass of water or juice, you know, don't try to persuade me mm-hmm. to drink. Yeah. Right. And so we have to think about women walking around with the secret of being in recovery. Wow. That is one of the things that I believe that we should have the freedom to acknowledge you know, it, it's just like uh, you have the freedom to acknowledge your religion. You have the freedom to acknowledge where you want to live. Mm-hmm. You have that freedom. But women don't have the freedom to say, hey, I'm in recovery. I don't indulge. So if somebody Which offers I, you a drink, yeah, the, I understand that. Uh, it, it's starting to become more common to see somebody say, I've just reached five years of sobriety. Yes. But when somebody offers you a drink... You never hear somebody say, nope, I'm in recovery. That's right. Offer you something. Nope, I'm in recovery. Thank you. Right. That would raise eyebrows. That would start a whole other like, hmm. Yes. And then they want to dig back in their background. Yeah. Right. And so how do we break the stigma of women being able to say, hey, I'm in recovery? How do we break the stigma for a woman to really open up and talk about her personal recovery? How do we break the stigma of, you know, uh, the mother who's not in recovery but who has a child that's addicted. That woman's been touched. And so she's affected because her child, and whether that child is a female or a male, she's stressing. Yeah. She's limited resources. And so we want to make this awareness piece about women touched by addiction. And so her husband could have been addicted. Yeah. It affects the woman. Yeah. The woman is usually the main source and the backbone of a household. Kind of the hub. The hub. And so if we can secure and wrap the service and support around the woman, then all the other faucets will flow. And all the other if, faucets will flow. Yes. And I like that, Trina. Yes. And so that's why we're having Women Touched by Addiction Day. What yes. are we trying to accomplish with that? Awareness. The main goal is awareness. It is truly a fundraiser. Uh, I think we've met 80% of our goal. Uh, we're actually... Uh, Raising money, I think 115000 So we're about 80% of our goal. That's good. Uh, and those dollars will go into providing resources to our alumni program, our detox program. And so it's really providing more services. But the bigger picture for us, it's not about the dollars. It's not about the money. 
It's about awareness, because I believe the more we break the cycle of the stigma attached to addiction, right, Mm -hmm. the more we'll have people recovered, restored, and back to living like other people do. Instead of having to have a secret past that they can't tell anybody about and a secret pain. Yes, it turns into depression. My secrets depress me because I can't tell. Get on the mic a little bit more and say that again, please. My secrets depress me because I can't tell that I'm in recovery. I think you just spoke to a lot of people, not only in the recovery, recovery part. Yes. My secrets. My secrets. Depress me. But that woman. And, and so when we look at addiction, Anna Marie, let's let's talk about addiction. Right. Most people look at addiction as the drug. Now, at Mending Hearts, that's what we treat alcohol and substance abuse right right with mental health that's what we treat yeah but when you look at addiction overall and that's why we say women touched by addiction listen there's more addiction than drugs Mm -hmm. like you got a mental illness right so you think about people who have not been treated for their mental illness and they turn to a medication to get comfort Mm -hmm. now they're looking at that medication for a fix and so they want more, they want more, they want more. Well, they didn't start off doing crack cocaine mm-hmm. or heroin or popping pills. They were looking to get relief from depression or whether it was a psyche. Right? They just wanted to feel better. They yes. just were hurting. And so when we look at addiction, you look at gambling, right? We, we, we look at sex addiction, mm-hmm. right? We're talking about addiction and we're talking about women overcoming this. And so... Whether that woman is in active addiction of a drug chemical, right, mental illness, or if there's some other kind of addiction, how can we relay or how can we open a door to break the silence and the stigma of addiction? And that's what we want to accomplish. It's not this is not about mending hearts and our treatment program. It's really about the women at large. And so this is our second year. Uh, we'll be down in front of the courthouse. They're going to light the courthouse up for us, the Parthenon, the bridge. Uh, and we're going to salute and celebrate women in addiction and their family members. Right. Mm-hmm. And so our hope is next year we will have connected with another state that will be celebrating oh. National Women Touched by Addiction Day because it's a national day. Yeah. Every year, July 23rd will be Women Touched by Addiction. So this is our grassroots start here. Nashville. Yes. That's awesome. It's my home. Yeah. Yeah. And so what do you want us to do? We want to do some social media posts. What do we want to do? What is is it we're trying to post? I would love to get the word out. And first, I would love for people to show up. We'll have a walk, right? Mm -hmm. And it's about a half a mile, mile walk, right? And then we'll lead up to the courthouse. There'll be some entertainment. There'll be some speakers. Uh, There'll be... uh, fun and games for the kids mm-hmm. uh, because I also believe that we have to start early educating our children about addiction. Yeah. And so uh, who knew that the 12 year old uh, after surgery was going to get addicted to pain pills. Oh. Right. Yeah. He's still hurting, but he's really not hurting because his mind is telling me he want he needs more. Yeah. And so why can't we educate these kids early? And so we want to bring the whole family out. Yeah. We want to bring everybody out to the courthouse. So so social media, 
listen, uh, we'll have billboards posted out, mm-hmm. I think, at the end of this week. Yeah. You'll see billboards around town. But we just want to get some bodies there. We want to make awareness. Because, Anna Marie, I think you know, like I know, that this is not just a homeless pandemic. <laughs> this is a worldwide pandemic. Yeah. It affects every household. Yeah. Listen, it may not be immediately in your house. You might be the one going to church two or three times a week and you don't see it. But if he get over into sports and he becomes a jockey, we don't know what he's going to lead up to. Right. And so we want to make awareness. And if we can catch them early, then they don't have to become a patient in my program or someone else's. I think anybody who would admit it or really has their blinders off would be able to look around in their family and see that somebody is affected by addiction, either in addiction or in, what do you call it, in addiction or in recovery. recovery. Yes. Yeah, because I know I have family members in yes. addiction, and then sometimes in recovery and sometimes back in the middle of things. Yeah. And so this is going to get us possibly where they can talk to us more? Listen, we want to open the pipeline. And, and and even if you can't call many hearts to talk about this issue, there are more resources, there are more outlets, there's a red line with the state. Uh, there's other programs. We're saying find your outlet and speak about it. That's what we want to make awareness about. Mm-hmm. It just happened to be that the woman is most affected. Yeah. When you think about a family hub, why? Mm-hmm. Because she's responsible for the kids. She's responsible for the husband. Mm-hmm. She's responsible for keeping the household together. Yeah. Like, She's got a team that she's responsible for. And so if we can keep her healthy, yeah, then I think we can keep the rest of the family healthy. And so we want to make some noise. We want to bring awareness about addiction. Mm-hmm. And we want to treat the whole family. If you're just joining us, I'm Anna Marie. This is Focus, and we're talking to Trina Frierson, the founder, president, and CEO of Mending Hearts. And Mending Hearts is... Our mission is to assist homeless, indigent women due to addiction and mental health disorders. We're talking about the event, July 23rd. I'm going to be there. I'll be the MC. Yes, we're excited about that. Yes, yes. Me too. And uh, if you want to find out what to do on social media, because they have specific things. I want to do the finger up. What is that? Hold one finger up, one woman, one family, one life. Okay. So we'll show you what to do. We're going to do some posts on our social media so you can do that. Anything else that you want to make sure people know that we can do in the meantime to continue to support opening the dialogue, taking it out from behind closed doors, taking it out of just some woman's heart and getting it out into, like you said, opening the pipelines. And families back at home, man, uh, have some discussion around your dinner table. You know, uh, let's let again. I said this last time. Let's quit doing Uber Eats. Let's get back in the kitchen. Let's cook, prepare the meals and talk about our day. Let's talk about the barriers that we face. Let's talk about that Johnny is concerned about Jimmy because he looked like he's medicated. Uh. Let's talk about that. And let's talk about how it's affecting Johnny. And because it's affecting Johnny, then mom is affected Mm -hmm. because she's concerned that it could be a domino effect from Jimmy to Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, for right now, I think what they can do is go online, MendingHeartsInc.org. You can put some teams together. You can have a walk team. Uh-huh. Uh, you can get a T-shirt for $100 and build a team to walk with you. And we're just c- trying to get out there and make awareness. Okay. And the reason we're doing it 
in front of the courthouse because addiction is also about justice. Oftentimes, people are arrested and put in in jail and they're not treated for their addiction. And I understand that criminal offenses come with addiction. Yeah. But if we just lock them up in jail and we don't treat the addiction, we're recycling the addiction process and we're building a bigger criminal justice system. Wow. It's like they have cancers and we're not treating the cancer. Exactly. Whoa. Okay. Any final thoughts, Trina, that you want to say? I would love to see you July 23rd at 6 p.m. at Square One Courthouse City Hall, downtown Nashville. Come break the chains of addiction and the stigma that goes along with it. Let's make some awareness. Thank you. Thank you. Trina Frierson, founder, president, and CEO of Mending Hearts. We're going to put some links for you on our Focus Facebook page. That's it for today. Make sure you join me again next week. I'm Anna Marie, and that's Focus.